Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. And today's topic is uh, pretty cool. It's... Um, on twin sisters who committed murder uh, in back in 1933. They committed a brutal murder of their employer, and um, this story has a little bit of everything in it, and we're going to get to it in just a second. But before we do, let me introduce our panel. I'm joined by always by the very lovely and talented um, multi-color-haired, uh, just a wonderful lady, uh, by the name of Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm fine, Tim. You sound a little flat today. What's the matter? You do sound a little flat to me. Uh, I don't know. I'm very happy. I, had, uh, I went to my doctor. He just called and said my health is excellent. I'm uh, having a uh, going to have Thanksgiving tomorrow, and uh, life is good. How where, about you? Where are you having Thanksgiving? I don't know, but I'm having it somewhere. Are you going to have it at Charles's house? No. Are you, are you going to be with Dottie? I don't know. I don't know. You should be with Dottie. Why She's lovely. You, why would you not be? Dottie, if you, if Timmy ain't coming over to your house, you can come over to my house, Dottie. Okay. Before, before we get into shout-outs, though, Brandy, what do you have to say for yourself today? No, what? <laughs> why would I have to say anything just, for myself justify today? Justify your existence, <laughs> Dottie. I, <don't> <laughs> I just want to know I if you had anything. better. Do you want to say anything to our audience? It's Is the holidays. Is defense that you would like to add? It's the holidays. <laughs> do you have any nice things to say to our listeners? Well, of course I do, but I will save them until the end when we are signing off, and then we will wish everyone a, a very... You think people listen that long? Happy and podcast? healthy Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. Are you going to watch uh, trains, planes, and automobiles? Because you know that's a traditional. That's thing. a good one. I don't. I don't know movies. if I will or not. I don't know. There's really no Thanksgiving song, are is there? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Over the river and through the woods. No, it's not. They're not traditional songs. Oh. Yeah. I, well, that's why I just said there's no traditional Thanksgiving. But song. there are lots of no. You didn't say traditional. You said Thanksgiving songs. Let's go to the tape. Yeah. You if said you Thanksgiving are, songs, and there are plenty of Thanksgiving songs. I've never songs, heard. But if they you are ever spend a Thanksgiving in my house, it would be uh, it would be Bruce Springsteen, Badlands. I haven't yeah. introduced you yet. Oh, I'm sorry, Timmy. You're not even officially here yet. <laughs> He is on a tear today. Oh my God. What would you say her hair color is today? Today well, is the same as it was yesterday. The day well, before. Well, no changes. It's like it one doesn't. of those. It's, it's, you got mood hair. It's yeah, like one of those old mood rings. Yeah, you mood, not rock. Have mood, mood hair. Mood rock. Mood rocks, yeah. Yeah. 
it's, it, I'd say it's a little uh, hate hateful today. <laughs> it's it, it's it screams spite to me. It <laughs> screams uh, anger, yeah. uh, hatred toward mankind. She is right, then it never changes. Never, no. Yeah, maybe when she's asleep. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's introduce, uh, while we're on the topic, let's introduce the uh, uh, most dangerous man in podcasting, the very debonair and very intelligent, and uh, he was voted most, the man most admired on the History Dreams podcast, and that is... Was he? Yes. Mm-hmm. The I honorable. he was voted most likely to get punched in the face. <laughs> Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? You know, Timmy, I'm, I'm excited and I'm agitated at the same time. Where, what, uh, what are you excited about? Well, first? I'm excited because it's it's going tomorrow's going to be for those outside of America, or the U.S. is Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, and that's the day that we thank you know we're thankful that we came in and slaughtered Indians and took over their land or whatnot. Not nice. Um, but it wasn't anyway, nice. it was bloody. We're thankful for the smallpox that wiped them out. But anyway, <clears throat> so we're thankful for that. And uh, and but the boys all come home for Thanksgiving, and it's you know there's only five or six days a year that I have all four of my kids in a house together. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately. Along with those boys um, comes, well, the missus. And when there's a holiday at the house, Timmy, she just go batshit crazy. I mean, why? She, she, why do you say that? Renee's a very nice lady. I can't imagine her going batshit crazy. Timmy, she had me cleaning. She had me cleaning the bathroom ceilings last night. Maybe she's nesting. Is she could she be in a family way? I, no, she's just crazy. It ain't nesting. It's just crazy. It's she, she made me. I told her I cleaned up the bathroom for. I cleaned up the bathroom for. Now you know the colonel. His at my station in life cleaning bathrooms is you know. That's below you. It's far below. Now me. if Christine and Leah Papine, who we're going to talk about here in mm-hmm. a few minutes, were there, they would clean your bathrooms for you. They would clean my bathrooms. They why well, they do other stuff I would not like. Yeah. But um, so we. You know, me and Logan got together last night, and we decided it's not Thanksgiving. We're going to call it Misery Day because the three days leading up to Thanksgiving, the woman puts everybody in so much damn misery because you can uh, you can literally eat your Thanksgiving dinner off the back of my toilet, but it still ain't clean enough, Timmy. Well, she's just uh, looking out for the welfare of her family. She's nesting a little bit. She wants she's have all her kids home, so she wants the place clean. That's and then, of course, we got the, the next day, Black Friday, which always amuses me. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, and I think I saw it's, me. Isn't it Black Thursday now? Can they start? They saw it on Thanksgiving. What the hell? And, and you sit down, and this is what I like. You know, you get together with your family and mm-hmm. um, your extended family in many all cases. All Fridays matter. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's true. And you get together with your family, extended family, and, and most a lot of times, Timmy, you don't like your extended family. Mm-hmm. You know you know that feeling. So you, you're sitting there, and the only thing you're thankful for is these some bitches are going to be leaving your house sometime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm thankful you're, for. You're, you're anxious to get to the dessert so they get the hell out of your house. Yeah, they come to your house, mm-hmm. they drink your beer, they eat your food, they, you know. So, like, 35 minutes into it, you're bring on the pumpkin pie. 
Yeah, and and then you know I have to go to the grocery store because for whatever reason you know and the missus does do a lot of shopping but she never buys alcohol and the colonel you know I'm a teetotaler right I don't want to buy a bit of devil juice and uh, right but then she sends me up to get alcohol for the heathens that are going to be coming to my house. Those who are do those who those do who partake do not, partake in the drink. They do oh, because not follow your kids are drunks. the footsteps of the Lord, and they do the devil juice. And is this um, going anywhere, Colonel? No. Yeah. Do you know how much beer costs him? Straight into the ground is where it's going. And you can't come home. I come home. I got a twelve pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon. And I'm like, yeah, it's beer. It's beer all the same. Mm-hmm. She's like, we can't sell Pabst Blue Ribbon to people. That would be. Oh, that's no. I think hell that's, with them. They could bring their own damn beer. I think that's that's a hipster beer now, isn't it? I think Perhaps, it, I, it's pretty cheap. Do I know? I'm not a hipster. No, and I in Cincinnati, it, we have a local brand called Hudi Delight that's fairly cheap too. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to buy that. I'm buying some shit called Yangling and oh, Yangling. Yangling's good. Yangling. It's expensive. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Quit crying. Okay. Okay, Colonel. We're having shout-outs quickly so we can get on to the Well, of course, podcast. we got lovely Dottie. Dottie, happy Thanksgiving to you. We got Celine, who uh, always just gives us great ideas for shows. Allie, we'd like to give you a shout-out. Yeah, she um, just joined us a couple, a couple, like a week or so ago. Thank you for joining us, Allie. We appreciate it. She's very active on the Facebook page, too. She is, and that's we appreciate that greatly. Um... Um, Lady Beverly. Um, now they don't have they don't have Black Friday there, and they don't have Thanksgiving there. They have Boxer Day. Day after and Thanksgiving. Day after Christmas. Day after Christmas. Huh? It's the day after Christmas. I was I thought it was the day after what well, we had Thanksgiving, no, but what they do is uh, apparently, and it does. I guess it doesn't get that cold there, maybe. And everybody walks around in the boxes. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think you nailed it. No, what she told me is... He's so very smart. Good thing you introduced him that way. Lady Beverly, the way she explained Boxer Day was that the the posh people of Britain decided to be kind and give their servants the day after Christmas. No, they switch roles. Yes, and they give those people the day off and they wait on them. Yeah, I often do that sometimes with my dates. You, no, that's role playing, Timmy. Oh, that's no. different. It is the day after Christmas, the twenty sixth. Yeah, that's called Boxer Day, and uh, they get a Christmas box from their boss. Do you get to punch people in the face? No, they get the box. Uh, the the employers give their employees a box, and I'm guessing there's. I would hope there's in. stuff in it. I would hope so too. But that is uh, so we we're ignorant about boxing Boxer Day, so we apologize for that. But maybe uh, I'm not like, ignorant about it. Lady <laughs> Beverly explained it all to me. Mm. Well, then what's your excuse for I jacking just, it up? I just spelled it out. That's okay. what it is. Any the, other shout outs, Colonel? Um, I gotta give a shout out to. Uh, did I give Dottie a shout yes. out already? Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you can't did. give Dottie too many shout outs. What about uh, Canute? Oh, and Canute. I, I wish I had Thanksgiving over there because Storm could use some good turkey. He, I mean, he deserve, the dog deserves a whole turkey for himself. Mm-hmm. A whole big deep-fried turkey for Storm. Okay. Any other shout-outs? Uh, why don't you tell me? Hi, uh, how about Casey? Casey, you're Republican lunatic. We miss you up here. Uh, but His I can boy Ted Cruz is on the move. You know what? I got Casey. Uh, for some reason, Casey, it, my Casey? I did not have Casey's phone number. Um, but now oh. I got Casey's phone number. And Casey is now taken to referring to his. And, and everybody knows that Casey is the devil's brother. Um, 
Yeah, he was the uh, good he, twin, or he was a good child. He refers to his sister as the devil now. Yeah, yeah that's appropriate. <laughs> We yes. was texting the other night, and she said something. He said, quiet, devil, we'll cut you out of this conversation altogether. Uh-uh. So. And, of course, uh, happy Thanksgiving to Brittany. Oh, Brittany, you little lunatic. You know, she had a problem with getting a, getting a ceiling things. Uh, Brittany was, Brittany, this is the kind of girl Brittany is. She, uh, like the Wiley Coyote, a 25-year-old girl, she had a curtain rod. She had to get up to her apartment. Mm-hmm. Now, Brittany live on 18th floor, Timmy. Mm-hmm. She thought she'd just hook it up to a fishing pole. I know. And reel it up. You know what the girl tried to do, though? Because you know the girl, she, she a pretty girl and she a charming girl. Mm-hmm. She got some construction workers, told them their problem. They mm-hmm. got it up to her. Oh, yeah. floor. She kind of... Well, I'm sure she did. Flirted yeah. with them a little bit. Yeah, they got it. She... Good going, I believe Brittany. they raised the crane for, for, for yeah. young Brittany. Well, I'm glad she got it working out. So happy Thanksgiving, Brittany, and to her dad, Bill, I think. Bill. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the podcast. Um, the Today's story is on Christine and Leah Papin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They were two uh, sisters. They were French maids. Do you think they wore those little French maids? Oh, outfits? hell yeah, they did. Like you get a hustler. Hmm. The kind of in devil, my devil you got a French maid outfit. I can neither confirm nor deny what's in my wardrobe. How about you, Colonel? Do you have one at home? Uh, you already know. The you missus guys. got one. Oh, the missus got one. All right, Chris- I got a yeah, I got a butler uniform. <laughs> there you Yeah. Okay. So Christine and Leah Papon um, were two French maids. They were sisters, and they lived in Le Mans, France, which I believe is where they have the um, bicycle race, isn't it? Um, it's not a. They have yeah, and they have also a Grand Prix there. Too. Maybe it's the Grand Prix I'm thinking of. Okay. No, they do both. Okay. So anyway, not at the same time. That'd no, be dangerous. <laughs> would be dangerous. So anyway, um, they were they were working as uh, maids in uh, 1933, and they end up murdering um, their employer and the employer's daughter, and it became a trial became a big sensation and media frenzy and in France at the time. So we're going to talk about that story. But uh, this is, when I saw this story, Timmy, didn't you think this really is the trifecta of stories? It is because it has a little bit of everything, as I mentioned. You got murder. You got a horrific murder. You got mental illness. You got mental illness. And you got angry lesbians. You got lesbians and allegations of incest. That You know what? That... I mean that hits all the hot spots. It's the Pretty perfect quad. Unfounded allegations. It's the perfect story. Yeah, it, it, we, yeah, it, that this somewhat shaky, but 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 it it's, it makes a better story. Yeah. Um, so and then you have politics involved in this because some of the French intellectuals try to argue that this case was a case of the class struggle between the wealthy and the working class. But we'll get into all that. But first, let me talk to you a little bit about the um, the sisters. Okay, so Christine was born on March the 8th, 1905, in Le Mans, and her younger sister, Leah, was born on September 5th, 1911. So Leah is five and a half years younger than Christine, Christine being the older sister. Um, they also had an uh, sister, they, they had an, both had an older sister named Amelia, who ended up became, becoming a nun, um, and we'll talk a little bit about her later, but both Christine and Leah were very close. They were close in age. They were closer in age, and they were closer um, 
we'll talk about how close they are in a little bit. They got very close. Yeah, very close. But uh, they, they both spent some time in institutions growing up because their parents' a marriage broke up. And as they grew older, though, they started working as maids in various house homes in the Lamaze area. And whenever they could, they tried to get a job where they were working together. Um, and from, from 1926 uh, on to 1933, they worked as, as live-in maids in the home of Monsieur René Lassian. Monsieur. Monsieur. Lassian. He was a, was a retired solicitor or, or a retired attorney in Le Mans. The family was made up of... Aren't you a solicitor? I am, yes. The family was made up of his wife and, and his adult daughter, Genevieve. Um, that she was Genevieve was still living with her parents, which was kind of common in the day. If the if uh, uh, women were unmarried, they they pretty much stayed with. She was parents. a spinster. Well, yeah, she was getting up there, I guess. But anyway, the two maids were uh, uh, Christine and <coughs> Leia lived with with the family, and they lived in an attic upstairs, and they were very close. They were very, they kept very quiet. They kept to themselves. And they appeared to have no other interest than interest uh, only in each other. Um, so they were their own best friends, and they didn't spend time with other people. They had seemingly no other interests outside the home. They just spent all their free time was spent in the attic with each other. And they worked from they worked with the Lassian family, as I said, from about 1926 to 1933, where our story begins. Now, you know what made me think of something, Timmy, when you said something about that? Um, and, and here's where we should give a, a shout-out to uh, Dave Herman. Mm-hmm. Dave, uh, the, really the most saintly guy you're ever going to meet. Absolutely. But if it weren't for Dave, don't you think the devil be a spinster right now? I see. I tell you, I see her with a guy named Lanny, who works at the uh, Jiffy Loop. Well, yeah, that could be yeah. too. Remember him? Yeah. Maybe he's got living, acne and he's got living his hair in the trailer back. park somewhere. Yeah. 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 You be the queen in the trailer park. Great. Yeah. Okay, about, Brandy, what, won't you okay. tell us about Pappin, the Pappin sisters? All right. On a cold February night in 1933, retired lawyer Monsieur Lancelot. Ooh, I like how you say that. <laughs> Oui, oui. He said that really slow. You've been doing some role-playing, too, haven't you? <laughs> oui, oui. He said that again? No. Uh, was supposed to meet his wife and his daughter and daughter Genevieve for dinner at his brother-in-law's house, which would be his wife's brother. Exactly. And I don't know why he was supposed to meet them there. Why didn't he just go pick them up? We don't know. We don't, we don't know. That's one of those questions we just don't know. Uh, when he arrived at the home, well, wait a minute. It says he's supposed to meet him there, but now he's now the script says that he was going to pick them up. Okay. But when he arrived at the home, mm-hmm. uh, he found the door bolted from the inside and no lights on, apart from the flickering candle in the attic window. Okay, so he they don't shut for the dinner. He goes to f- see what's the matter. I haven't, I haven't got that far. We okay. got one of by land, two of by sea. Okay, here. go ahead. All right. So he. Uh, Arriving at his brother-in-law, Monsieur Renard's home, he discovered that the two women had not arrived. Mm-hmm. So he went back to his house with his brother-in-law, and they brought along several policemen who opened the window to the parlor. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they got inside, they discovered that the electric didn't work, and they took a flashlight around and crept upstairs. Okay. Uh, Mr. Monsieur Nassilin's wife and daughter Genevieve had been beaten to death. 
their faces were unrecognizable. Oh, what a ghastly <clears throat> sight. Oh, my. I can, I can hear the, the terror in your voice. Uh, their fingernails had been torn out. Uh, and the most distressing thing was that both women had had, had, had their eyes gouged out um, by, the, by one of the sisters' fingers while they were still alive. Half of them sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then whoever had used a hammer and knife to reduce both women to a bloody pulp. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, if you're going to do something, if you're going to have a horrific murder, you know, I always thought, like, poisoning was just a cowardly thing. You know, a lot of women serial less killers, messy. a lot of female serial killers kill by poison. Well, most of them do. That's, yeah. how, that's how they do it. It's poison. But not but, this broad. Well, these two crazy bitches, they just beat you they with a hammer, get out your eyes out. Yeah, your yeah. eyes out, pull out your fingernails. And well, you know why? They're not, not that. They're not the press-on nails either. What did we not have in 1933, Timmy? I don't know. Cable. Batteries. Okay. Batches. And what? Hold on. Now, follow me here. Oh no! Follow me. I'm done following you. This follow road, me. the road you're on, has come to an end. It's a <laughs> yeah. dead well, end now road. Now think about what do you use batteries for? Flashlights. Devil, come on. Flashlights. You know you ain't using Boom no batteries box. for. They didn't have the vibrators. They had pent up sexual frustration. One of them said something, or, or you know what they didn't have in 1933. You're the producer. You need to do cups. something with yeah. this. Let's let's wait to get to theory. They did have. Let's Reese go back to the crime scene. Well, okay, so, but this so, sounds so like PMS gone bad. So, to me. Uh, so so in both cases, most of the wounds <coughs> were directed at their at their heads and their faces, and yeah, uh, they just they yeah. just beat them to the pulp. Yeah, they I they mean, were unrecognized. And evidently tossed one of their eyes. They found one of the one of the women's eyes on the floor nearby. Yeah. Um, oh, what do you do with an eye? Were they gonna make a necklace out Ma- of it? Madame Lenslin's eyes had been gouged out and were found in the folds of the scarf around her neck. So they probably just rolled out. I don't know. I Imagine. Know. Uh, the, there was so much blood on the carpet that it felt like red moss when you walked on it. Uh, the policemen slowly approached the attic, um, and they discovered the two family maids, Christine and, was it Leah? Or is that what we Leah, decided? We're Leah. We're going to go with Leah, yeah. Um, wearing kimonos in bed, clutching one another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. well, now the, it... There are accounts that said the two were reported to be naked, engaging in sex. Oh, yeah. Um, but most people agree that they were just kind of huddled together in fear. They were yeah, scared. They were scared. Well, that's for, now, we're not clear whether they were having uh, uh, the Car- forbidden carnal relations. carnal relations or just huddled together. So we'll let our, our listeners decide whether they was in a lesbian act or if they was huddled together. I don't think it's for us. Well, thank to you for voicing that. Yeah, I, but, I but I, that. I will point out that one of the theories is that they were some of the stories were that they were naked in bed together. Right. And one of the some of the speculation was that they were naked because they just removed all their bloody clothing because their clothes had just been covered right. blood during because when they well it's a better story murder. if they're naked yeah I agree I love the incestual lesbian relationships I love I love the thought of that you love a good incest rela- sex lesbian relationship well, it depends on if they're attractive or not there again it all depends on if the lesbians are attractive it's true because you get ugly lesbian twins nothing that don't do worse nothing for you. they don't do nothing for you the whole world. But you run into a set of lesbian twins at a hot... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. They can have their own YouTube channel. <clears throat> so they they 
immediately confessed. They okay. just, you know, they did it. They spilled the guts. They had taken off their clothes uh, because they'd clearly been stained and you know, they were covered with blood. They'd washed their hands and their faces. Uh, they cleaned the murder weapons, which had consisted of a carving knife, a hammer, and a pewter pitcher. Once again, if you have a hammer, I hammer, hammer in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. Evidently, if you have a pewter pitcher, you can hammer in the morning. Uh, it had been da- so damaged, it, r- it was useless. You couldn't hold anything in it. The elder sister, Christine, claimed that while ironing, the fuses blew. Uh, and it was the second time that week that it had happened, and it set off a confrontation between Christine and Madame Lancelot. Well, there ain't nothing piss somebody off like a blue. Well, well what the a, hell? I don't use I, a penny. <laughs> Why don't you use a penny? I don't know. This is sketchy. I don't understand. You really? Well, I, I, somebody loses their face okay, over I a blown st- fuse. Here's I gotta stop. Listen, hammer time. When your fuse blows, do not use a penny. It's not safe. Your house will burn down. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Nobody should be listening to Tim. Yeah, when it comes to electrical home improvement, they put a penny in there. Don't but listen yeah, to any can, of us. That's the craziest damn thing I ever okay, seen. Okay, okay, do. don't put a penny in it. But let me go back to the story because I think this is important. This was oh, what well, Tim thinks. It's this important. is what Christine <laughs> confessed to. This is what she says was the genesis of this argument. Yeah, a fuse blew. Yeah, but sounds like there are again there. Uh, there, there are those who said there was this long history of this abusive relationship between the employer and the two maids. Remember, they, they worked together. They worked with them for you know six years. Right. So there is there is there were a lot of people who believed that the that um, the the wife was very abusive to Christine and to uh, and they just Renee. had enough. Yeah, and she just flipped out. So. The sisters were arrested, and they were taken to the police station, still in their kimonos, despite the February weather. Um, the town, you know, obviously was shocked. They were taken aback. They were taken aback. By the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the sisters had worked for this family for six years, um, since Christine was 21 and Leah was 15. They had a reputation for being very good workers. They were quiet and kept to themselves. Um, they didn't have any outside friends that anybody knew about. Uh, there you had work references that described them as honest, industrious, and proper. They had no criminal record. They didn't appear to have any vices. They went to church regularly. Well, and unless you consider going down on your sister a vice. Really? Is that, but, <clears throat> well, it really now. depends on if you're in West Virginia or not. Yeah. Uh, yet suddenly, these two quiet maids had been turned into monsters. Um I so, turned them into stars. Well, so then all of these, so then, uh, you know, people in this town, you know, they didn't, they weren't resting. Their servants, you know, they're, the people in their employ could come at any time and beat <laughs> the shit out of them with a pewter yeah. picture. That's when you start chopping the firewood on your own and hiding well, it. Exactly. This is, I mean, this becomes like now they're concerned about another French Revolution going on here because all of a sudden the hired help is bashing the heads in of the employers. Well, and granted, she probably deserved it, but... Um, the other thing that I've read in some accounts is that uh, one one account was that uh, Mrs. Lassian, the, the, mm-hmm. the wife, had. Oh, walked, is that how you say that? I don't know how you said it better, but 
she that she had walked they she had walked in on him while they were having a liaison. Oh, so we're still back on that. Yeah, yeah and uh, we're she, gonna stay on the liaison. She part. She, <laughs> she threatened to ha- fire them and that they would never work together again. You would never, never work, work this, work this time. She was gonna blackball them. Black. Well, yeah, and you know nothing will make a lesbian more oh, pissed yeah. off than blackballs. Black black or. There was there was a box. She was box blocking them. <laughs> yes, she was. She probably didn't get them anything for Boxer Day. Yeah. But, uh, and you know, I think this all stems from. Um, again, there's one or two things that could happen. One, she made it, and all Miss Miss, uh, you know, the misses that got her eyes gouged last year was, uh, hey. Girls, I'm going to need you to clean the carpet. You're good at that, so do it right. You think that's what happened? And they took it wrong. They took, they it took wrong offense. Way. They took offense. They All the woman wanted was a rug cleaned, or the rug coming into the doorway. She's like, girls, get that carpet clean. Come on, do it right this time. And they were like, well, we've been cleaning carpet for the last eight years. And beat her with a hammer. Or, or... Because you know they're like great white sharks. You know, when when she blew a fuse, she really blew a fuse. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my guess well, is... Brandy, that was funny. I, you, it was. As sisters, these, they were close. And you know, uh, this is a scientific fact, that uh, women who scientific. spend Pay lots of times together, a lot of time together, their uh, menstrual cycles tend to regulate. So they're at the same time. Is that not a fact? That's a fact. So Check. now... This poor, this poor woman, um, the the poor lady of the house, come in and happened to ask one of the girls just to iron the shirt for, her, while one of them got the PMS, uh-huh. and uh, while one of them got the PMS, and she, they they just went into a feeding frenzy, because yeah. you know what it's like. I've I've asked one time I asked Renee to uh, just give me a cup. She got me some ice water, and I said, could I have some ice water? And she brought me a cup of water, and I was like, thank you, sweetie. I just wanted, you know, maybe an ice cube or two in there. She had the PMS. I got three stitches, Timmy. Yeah. Three stitches. Yes, you should have. Just for asking for some ice. So anyway. But this becomes uh, this becomes a... a it becomes sensationalized. Yeah. It, beca- it was a crime of the century, according to the French yeah, press. Yeah, the tabloids get a hold of it. Oh, yeah. Lesbianism, incest, you know, all this... Everything you want to hear yeah. in a good story. Exactly. Um, now, it made... Articles made their way all the way to the pages of the New York Magazine, spreading the sisters' infamy all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. It's a big deal. Oh yeah, that infamy was spread faster than uh, than crabs. But uh, now there was speculation. They were international lesbians. <laughs> there was speculation. This was long before Martina Navratilova made it cool. Yeah. So uh, there was speculations that two sisters were lovers because they were found in bed together. <laughs> yeah. Now were they having a sexual relationship? If so, it was both homosexual and incestuous. Yeah. Which that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's double trouble. So now they're just they're age twenty one and twenty seven, and they're infamous. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, the names Christine and Lee Papon were known throughout the world, and the public was inflamed in a way that rarely happens unless a particularly like, brutal and large scale massacre take place. I mean, it was just they were inflamed. They were inflamed. It was like just a crazy. Zit. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The tabloids just He's went... He's adding a zest of drama to this. The tabloids went berserk calling the sisters colorful. They call them the monsters or lamans, lambs who became wolves, and the raging sheep. That's really? the lie. The raging sheep. Now, that's a good name for a football team, though, raging sheep. Mm-hmm. Have to mark that one down. Write that down, devil. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway... Now, they worked for this employer for seven years and always been good girls. So, you know, they had no criminal record. And here's where it gets interesting. It piqued the interest of intellectuals such as Jock and, this is a good one, mm-hmm. Cocteau. Okay. okay. That's probably not how you pronounce it's that. It's not how you pronounce it in French. But, but that's uh, how you pronounce and it And Jean-Paul Satir, who believed that the crime was evidence of a class struggle. The working class rising up against the bourgeois. Yeah. Beating those some bitches with hammers. Wow. That's where you get the hammer and the sickle and the thing. And then as beating soon as you hammers. do that, you go up and get your little poo tag. Right. So they 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 argued that, you know, these guys, these intellectuals are saying they were repressed by their employees. They had to work 12 to 14 hours a day with only a half day off a week. Yeah, would suck. And they had to use that half off to go down on each other, so... They really had no time together. I mean, when you think about it. Because that's a job. We know that's a job. (laughs) That's a half-day job right there, Jack. Like, are you going to finish sometime soon? Of course, they probably knew, you know, they probably did it quicker because they knew the way around the... Well, yeah, yeah, because they were sisters. They had to know the... uh, Landscape. You know, I bet I bet they could even find each other G spots. Probably. It's like it's like twins. They can finish each other's sentences. Yeah. Find each other's. Well, it's kind of like they're masturbating because they're that close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and really, when it comes to it, nobody nobody loves you like yourself. Right. You know. So, anyway, now at the trial, it was it was revealed that Madame. Lansaline routinely wore white gloves to test the furniture. And she does sound like a bitch. I got it. Yeah. And, uh, and then she com- commented on Christine's cooking by having formal notes delivered to the kitchen by a younger daughter, there Genevieve, who still lived at home. So wait a minute, she had formal notes. So she'd write up these real uh, formal uh, memos, I guess, to send to the sisters about the Yeah, cooking. she'd send the memos while they was cooking. So. Yeah. That's how you get your head bashed in right there. Really well, is. That's how you get urine in your soup is what happens. <laughs> True. And then Madam also forced Leah to get down on her knees. Oh, here we go. This is a good part. <laughs> oh, she just had to retrieve a piece of paper. She oh. forgot Mark Lena. Never mind. Um, but she did make her get down on her knees, yeah. so that was kind of there was Well, there yeah. were some 
That was an uh, act of dominance, I think. Yeah, but now, Madame was not a cruel woman. She allowed them to have heat in the attic bedroom. She gave her. She's and gave them enough to eat, although Christine did not know if her employer was kind because she had never spoken to them. I wonder if Madame ever worked at management at Walmart. This is, right. <laughs> this is, this is what's interesting. Christine did not know if her employer was kind because she had never spoken to them in her six years of service. Well, you know, you, there's a professional line you don't want to cross. Yeah. Talk, talking to yeah. your employees is right. that line. That's where you got to send, send formal notes. letters. Yeah. yeah. Now, so the girls are locked up, and Christine just starts to become just really weird. She starts the older, having the, the yeah. oldest daughter. Okay. She starts having extreme visions and just unholy devil-like reactions. She kept calling for her sister, Leah, who'd been separated. Um, And then when the sisters were reunited, Christine's behavior was inappropriately sexual toward her sister. It was just not. They put them in the same jail cell. All of a sudden, they got to throw cold water on them. They're like, get off. Well, you know, if they were both living in the same jail cell, compared to that house they were working in, they were probably better off. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, now, in July, this, they, Christine had another episode, and she tried to gouge her own eyes out and had to, had to be put in a straitjacket. Now, you know what a straitjacket like, Devil. You've been yeah. on one before. Yeah. On the day after the attack, Christine called for the investigating magistrate and gave him a new statement which she said she had not told him the whole truth before. So she's retracting her confession. Well, she's adding to it. Okay. That she had killed the two women... As a result of the same kind of fit that came over her when she tried to gouge her eyes out. So Christine is claiming insanity at this point. And Leah had not taken part. Now, the judge dismissed this statement as a way of trying to get her sister off, which is kind of funny because she'd been getting her sister off for a long, long time. Yeah. But uh, the jury treated it with just the same contempt. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, Leah insisted that she'd take him. Leah was like, no, I, I, I was in the murders. I was doing it, too. Yeah. So I think she got involved. Well, I won't give my opinion, but go ahead. So they sit in prison for eight months, and they're finally tried. The defense argued that the women were victims of harsh childhood and mental illness ran, and that mental illness ran in the family. Now, Christine and Lee Papan had grown up in the villages of South Lamont. There was, there was evidence, um, much like um, and, and you know what that one, this one I don't get now I met Casey right he yes. seems now, normal now your dad is a respected law enforcement officer yes right uh-huh. so insanity don't run in your family it just seems to start with you I see I mean seed. it tends to run in families but how to explain the devil she, was uh, you adopted was you what there's something we don't know about you seed. Okay, we'll get back to the story. Just it was a curious side note. I just wanted to yeah. find, just trying to get to know my coworkers a little bit better. Okay, something bad happened to you? I don't know. Did you get hit, hit head injury or something? Fall off the monkey bars? Yeah, I'm the one with the head injury here. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there was evidence that insanity ran in the family. Um, their paternal grandfather had been uh, given the violent attacks, violent attacks of temper. Hmm. Yeah. Sound like the devil there. Yeah, maybe it skips um, a generation or something. Epileptic fits. And some of the relatives have died in asylums or committed suicide. Actually, that sounds more like my family than the devil family. But mm. but your mother died of cancer. 
Yeah, she had the cancer. Um, but she's dead, and we're over it now. She is dead. We're not over it. His dad's you don't dead. Get over losing They're all dead. Mama. Chuck is... Death is his co-pilot. Death is his co-pilot. Death, take the wheel. <laughs> now, they had another sister, Amelia, who became a nun. Now, Christine and Amelia had lived in an orphanage at Lamont for <coughs> seven years. Later on, the mother retrieved... Revealed that Amelia had been raped by their father, who was drunk when she was only nine years old. Ah, uh, so there's some uh, some. Uh, <clears throat> so incest just ran rampant. Incest, in and there's some yeah. sexual abuse going sexual on in abuse. the family. And my guess is that he's done it with one of them. He's probably done it with all three. But uh, well, and Leah, she was looked after uncle after by an, an uncle took her in. And you know he probably given her the special pony ride too. Well, that's you know? probably why they, they they you know they prefer women. Prefer well, yeah, other. prefer each other. Mm-hmm. Now, as they grew older, they became maids, you know, and that's what women really are built to do: is become maids or prostitutes. But um, they got all the tools for it. Well, there's um, waitresses. Waitresses, yeah, cocktail waitresses. Um, um, you said prostitutes. Huh? And you've already said prostitutes. Prostitutes? Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and this is what I, I... This is where the colonel got a little problem with society here, Timmy. Please expound on that. Okay, now now, now the good Lord has blessed the colonel with certain physical attributes, okay? Mm-hmm. So if I want to go out and be a welder, be a construction worker, you know, I'm more powerful than a woman. I'm more stronger than a woman. Really? And uh, so I could I could go do those things better than she can. Mm-hmm. And then the good Lord blessed the women with some attributes like, you know, breastuses and whatnot. But they can't make money off their, their assets and attributes. It's just a new... It's you not just fair. come up with new bullshit... I'm trying to stick up for you here, devil. Is a new well. You obviously spewing up. They suffer from the colonel of feminists. They they suffer from penis envy. They do, but the colonel, you know, the colonel, a full fledged feminist. And I think if you wanna if you wanna be a Jezebel heathen, you ought to have the right to sell your body Mm -hmm. or to rent it out for short periods of time. Anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Most of your comments. <laughs> but uh, now, now here's what you got to understand about this family. There was quite a degree of uh, dysfunction in it. Really? Uh, now, while there was at the orphanage, the mothers used to the mother used to visit the sisters regularly, mm-hmm. but there was always friction between her and Christine, the oldest. Which tends to happen when you're in a goddamn orphanage and your mama coming to visit you. Yeah. Because if your mama really cared about you, you wouldn't be in a damn orphanage. Well, maybe she couldn't afford to raise them. You know, orphans. That's when she should have become a prostitute. Well, so maybe anyway, she wasn't attractive. No, nah, did you see Jack the Ripper? Those, those prostitutes was all ugly in that day. Yeah, back in the 19th century. Yeah, all you yeah. had to do was have, have not wear underwear. Well, you know, but they only cost you a bob. <laughs> a bobble too. Bobble too. <laughs> yeah. Cost you a time now and again. But anyway, their mother used to write to him on occasion after this rip, but they was ignored. Now the trial, now we get to the trial. This trial is just a national event, and it's attended by just, it's packed. It's like the OJ trial. I'm going to use the cliche. It's like the OJ trial all the mm-hmm. time. Police had to be called in to control the crowds. Now the sisters. Did the gloves They did that. 
<laughs> if the if the IUD fits, you must have quit or something like that. But that doesn't ring at all. You are no Johnny Cocker. I sir. know. I know. It's the sisters did not deny killing the people. Right. Okay. They, they just denied that they had a sexual relationship. Yeah. Because to them, that was just crossing the line. Gouging somebody's eyeball out and beating them over the head with a hammer. Well, you got to remember that's this, acceptable this was behavior 19, to the sisters. This is 1930, and one did not go around bragging about having uh, being uh, gay or lesbian. And or your sister's incestuous lesbian lover. Exactly. Exactly. So now, not surprisingly, because they had confessed quite a bit, um, and they were found huddled together in a bloody heap having sex together when the police got there um, they were found guilty mm-hmm. Christine was sentenced to death at the guillotine she was going to get her head chopped right off mm-hmm. now as the sentence was pronounced Christine got a case of the vapors fell to her knees and had to be assisted by a lawyer well you know when you get the, you get sentenced to the guillotine that does tend to it tend to rattle you a little bit. Exactly. But you know what, the colonel, I've been sentenced to a firing squad before. Yeah. You didn't see me all fired, falling down, whatnot. Mm, no. You didn't see uh, that at all. But anyway, now Leah, for her part, she was found guilty of the murder of the madam, but she had not been charged with the murder of the daughter, Genevieve. And because doctor concluded that Genevieve had died before Leah had joined in the murder... Genevieve, because doctors concluded that Genevieve had died before Leah had joined in the murders. So they killed the daughter first. Yeah. Christine killed the daughter first. Christine killed the daughter daughter first. first. So all she was doing was beating a dead horse is what she was doing. Um, The younger sister was sentenced to 10 years hard labor. Now, the jury found some extenuating circumstances in her case because she had been completely dominated by the over, overweening Christine. Yeah, the they what? said she had a... Uh, the over what? Overweening. What did they say she had a... Uh, what type of personality? I guess like a subservient personality. Mm, she had a submissive personality, mm-hmm. and um, Christine was the dominant one. Um, she used to give us some lashes. Yeah, in the we don't. She used to that. spank her when she was bad. She would. She was the older sister. Yeah, she was the older sister. So they would, you know, do the do the lesbian spanking stuff and whatnot. Mm. Um, now the other sister Amelia, who who become a nun, they had the other sister Amelia become a nun, and Christine and Amelia, of course, they lived in that orphanage. Now Leah. So this is after. Uh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, but of course, there's speculation that they were. Uh, there's no speculation that they had been, you know, quite severely sexually abused, and uh, you know, so they they tried to take that into consideration. Now, um, while in prison, Christine's condition deteriorated rapidly. She was profoundly depressed over being separated from Leah and refused to eat. <laughs> she couldn't find a good roommate, I guess. But uh, she became progressively worse. Now, she got transferred to an asylum and didn't show the slightest signs of improvement and died in 1937. So four years later, she yeah. dies. In yeah, she was asylum. pretty young. Mm-hmm. Now, Leah got released from prison in 1941, a sentence being reduced for good behavior, and that's because they had a uh, female warden no, that's not true. at the prison, that's and Leah was, uh, really? Leah was her personal assistant, 
And Orange is a new black. You're just making stuff mm-hmm. up. Like yeah. you just make it up. It okay, but matter. in my head, this is this is what I want to see. Well, how about this? <laughs> we, you know, if we stick if we stick with some semblance of the truth, perhaps. Okay, we can keep people listening. In all of my research, now, the musings <clears throat> in okay. your head are Let not going to do say, it. He cannot rule it out. The musings well, in his am head. I, all I'm saying is. In my research that I did extensively on this prison. For five seconds. I could not. And typically in a female prison, they had a female warden, mm-hmm. right? Well, typically. In a female warden. In the wardens, United States, I'm not sure how it is in France. Well, typically a little, for lack of a better term, bull dykish. Oh, my God. Okay. And now. I'm not you, sure if that's appropriate term to you, use. You got a girl named, like Leah, okay? Now, she been... Like I said, she been cleaning more carpet in Hoover going through there. And uh, now you got a bulldikish warden. Was and you know, was they had the, you know they had the big bush back I need in you the to 30s. come back. Yeah. Come back. So come back. How does Leah get this what is considered good behavior? Yeah. Well, is visiting the warden's sweet. I'm gonna need you to come back. Every night. Well, I'm just, just saying come back. Yeah, come back to the truth. We have yeah. to speculate on Welcome. a lot of stuff, and yeah. that's my speculation. Okay. No, you didn't um, have to do that. But when you get out of prison after four years, after you beat somebody with a damn hammer, you've been doing something. You you've been doing something in prison. She goes and lives with her mother. So now she goes to live with her mother in France. She got a job as a maid in another, in a hotel under a fake name. Bless her heart. Yeah. How do you, boy? I, you, and they need to do some background checks. Nobody right. really knows when she died. Some people say some people say she lived to be ni- up until yeah. 1982. And uh, but a documentary documentary a documentary filmmaker named Claude Ventura claimed that he had discovered that Leah was still alive and living in hospice in 2000 when he was working on a documenta- documentary about the sisters. Good lord. I know it's that word's killing me here. Now, the woman died that he claimed to be Leah. The woman died in 2001, but the jury's still out whether he was right or wrong. Um, but um, So let's get to the real Now, what really then. appears to happen, Christine appears to have suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. Now, if you know anything about schizophrenia... Um, I'm sure you, know, you do. It's put out movies, you know, like the crazy people who kill people who are schizophrenic. Schizophrenics um, are typically... Not very dangerous people at all. They're not very dangerous at all. The small percentage of people who are paranoid schizophrenics are extremely dangerous mm-hmm. people. And that usually it usually uh, starts. You start seeing that in, in behavior in the late twenties, yeah. which is where is where as the age Christine was when this yeah. happened. Yeah, and, and with schizophrenics, you have the voices, the hallucinations, auditory right. things, and, and it makes, it's life's just a living hell for them, and they live in a different reality, and they're, they're well, a little bit kind scared. Kind of like sitting here listening to you do this podcast? A little bit, yeah. Especially yeah. in yeah. the 1930s when there was no medication yeah. for it. No but the paranoid drugs. schizophrenics get in the head that certain people are out to get them, and that's when they become dangerous. And what could have happened is that, you know, Christine started thinking that, you know, this this family was really going to get it. And you're right to me. Back in the uh, 30s, you know, now she'd be treated with a bunch of different drugs. Um, but in the 30s, there was no real treatment for it. Now, Leah, she didn't really show any signs of any uh, mental illness, except for she was very anxious and prone to panic attacks when under stress. 
Yeah, so, you got to think that she sort somewhat was a caretaker in that relationship. You well, know, and, and kind of looking out for her sister. And during the trial, doctors testified that testified what? Um, during the trial, doctors testified that Leah's personality seemed to have disappeared completely into uh, Leah's personality just. Disappeared completely into Christine's. Yeah, it was. In, it was. And, and the employers never. Their employers never had a bad word to say about Leah. Whereas Christine had a difficult personality, much like the devil. It's like really Casey and and, and the devil here. Yeah. Casey, sweetest guy you ever meet. Nice mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. reasonable, smart. And then you got the devil, difficult person, hard to deal with. Yeah. You know, it's scared of paranoid schizophrenic. Casey Younger, right? Yes, turned pretty much like in the same way. Um, I wouldn't say that she's the devil's schizophrenic. I just say she's evil, the devil. Yeah. Yes, um, no, and, and I don't, and I mean that in a loving way. We've been I together know a long you time. do. We have been together a long time. Um, yeah, so you should really watch <clears throat> your words. Yeah. As you know, I don't take kindly to yeah. falsehoods being thrown about. Well, I don't know that a jury will find out a falsehood. Oh. But anyway. Leah's tragedy was that she was so we dominated by her sister. One employer had, in fact, suggested to Leah's mother that she should place the girls in separate jobs because Christine was such a bad influence on her. And, and the, uh, looking back, that was probably a good idea. Yeah, the two sisters seemed to suffer what's called shared paranoid disorder. Mm-hmm. It uh, it tends to occur in small groups or pairs. That's what Timmy has. From people. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah except I'm by Timmy myself. and his cat. He's by himself. Timmy by and myself. his cat. Tim and his cat got the paranoid yeah. disorder. Um, yeah, actually, but my cat different. does when it rains. What the fuck you my, got? My cat goes crazy when it rains. This cat's going to eat your mushy parts. Yeah. My cat needs some Xanax. Now, you also... But anyway, they... Uh, it, this happens to people who are in small groups or pairs who become isolated from the world, and it leads to an intense, uh, inward-looking existence with a paranoid view of the outside world. It's well, also, and you look at they were they were kind of abandoned by their parents or their mother. Uh, they had a sister who was abused and left a home. They were put in institutions, so they really depended on each other. So you can see. Well, how I they mean, did the that. only view of the world was from between each other's legs. <laughs> we don't. So know I that. mean, they did. They had <laughs> that is speculation. Well, Charles. anyway, now. Jean Genet was so taken by this case that he loosely based his most famous play, Les Boners. <laughs> no. <laughs> Les Boners? Les, bo- Les, Les Boners. boners. No. L-E-S-B-O-N-N-E-S. Which is, there's no R. <laughs> so, the French add R's to everything. They don't. That rolling so, R, um, I think it's yeah. Spanish. And, uh, well, that's translated to the maids. He you know, it's called the maids. In his play, two women, um, or women played by men, because you know the French and British tend to do can't women. Be, can't be kind. No, no, really, they they could be played in theater. They yeah, in theater, this is not theater. British. And this is yeah. In the play, the two women. It says it right okay, here. Okay, okay. Or women played by men. Okay. Role played a part of mistress while the real mistress is out of the house. So the crime is con- now this crime's continued to fascinate writers and filmmakers in France as well as other countries. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruth Rendell wrote a novel based on the crime, and and several others have too. 
two films have been released in the last 10 years. An English film called Sister, My Sister. Captain, yeah. My Captain. Sister, My uh, Sister. I, I watched part of that. It was actually pretty good. There were some hot lesbian scenes in it. And the yeah. actresses were pretty hot. The, the real... Jolie Redgrave was in it. The um, the real sisters were not that attractive. Who's Jolie Redgrave? I hate to. Vanessa Redgrave's... Uh, Daughter. Granddaughter, I believe. Granddaughter. Yeah, and Jodie May... Um, if you remember Lee made Red's first baseman that's his great granddaughter <laughs> that is not true um, based on a play by the American playwright Wendy Kesselman and a French film Les Blessers Assassinines or called The Murderous Maids in English Sister, by my filmmaker Jean-Pierre Denise Sister My Sister <clears throat> is available on YouTube and I watched part of it it's actually pretty good but it, I don't speak French you have to watch it with subtitles but there were some hot lesbian scenes in it. That was in 1994 that movie came out. Oops. And as... Um, you know, do you remember, Timmy, the movie The Hunger? No. Oh, Timmy, 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 Timmy. It had... Uh, oh, somebody looked that up for me. Give me an intern. One of you interns back there, look up The Hunger. Yeah, somebody should movie find the hunger. interns first. Okay. Um, so, anyway, Brandy, uh, you're fine. Jolie Richardson. That's her name. <laughs> Uh, what's your final thoughts on the Papon my, sisters? My final thoughts is, is with Jolie Richardson that starred in that movie. I thought that was not right. Okay. Jolie Richardson. About um, the, the, the First of all, not lesbians. Leave them alone. They were not lesbians. The, the maids? They were crazy, but they were not lesbians. They were lesbians. No, just because you want them to be lesbians does not make it so. Everybody. Okay, so and I'm so, going to take the words. In that, closing, <clears throat> since Chuck is now going to be quiet since, she, since he has dominated this entire podcast with his drivel. Yes. I just want to wish everybody a safe holiday. And a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Well, that's fine, but what do you think about the sisters? I just told you what I thought about the sisters. No, you said you said they're not lesbians. They're not lesbians. They totally did it. They were abused. This lady that they were working for abused them, and they got done. So, you know, I feel that way a lot. Yeah. Okay. You you feel that way about your producer at all? <laughs> I wish I had a hammer. <laughs> um, I kind of agree. A pewter with, pitcher. I kind of agree <laughs> with you. I think the Colonel's theory about uh, Christine, uh, she exhibited signs of paranoid schizophrenia. I think that's probably what happened. And uh, Leah was just going along for the ride, trying to protect her sister. And uh, unfortunately, uh, she snapped and. Uh, she gouged out the eyes of her employer, and uh, and by the way, we've all wanted to do that at one point or another in our lives. Yeah, most of them have had it coming. Yeah, I worked at Pizza Hut. There's several people there I would like to uh, have gouged out their eyes, but I didn't because one, uh, it would have uh, ruined my career as I catapulted to the rank of crew leader. Well, <laughs> well yeah. after only seven years. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. You were a rising star. I was. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on the Papon sisters. Well, on the Papon sisters, and, and, and I, I will, uh, there, you can go and watch the movies, but there's one I'm going to recommend to you. I just mentioned the interns got back with me. Uh-huh. Um, Frankie, the intern back there, and Frankie only got one eye, so it's hard for him to Google stuff. But, oh, yeah, well, um, with one eye, it would be hard to Google yeah. It's called The Hunger. It was released in 1983. It's got Susan Sarandon and Catherine Deneuve. How do you pronounce that, Timmy? I don't know. 
You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Catherine Denevieve or Dene... I have no idea. I'm texting. You know who I'm talking about right here. Um, and Spit it out. <laughs> it, it's my two... Uh, it combines my two favorite movie genres, lesbians and vampires. Yeah, I knew it was about a... It's a and it's a very erotic... Egyptian uh, vampire, isn't it? Uh, it's, yes, it's a very erotic movie and it's very well acted in there. You're going to need it because you're not getting lots laid for of the nice next six years anyway. Shots in it are both Maybe you can answer this question for us, Brandy. Why do women get so turned on by vampires? Yeah. God, I don't know. Do you have that inclination? Eh, no. No. I mean, there were some hot vampires, but it's not the thought of the vampire. I mean, you watch True Blood. It wasn't the vampires themselves. It wasn't the vampireness of them that was hot. It was always just their them. Oh, just the actor. Remember? Yeah, because Bella Lugosi not hot. You would not bang Bella Lugosi. I would no. not bang. Go on record. I want to go on record that I am strongly opposed to what, banging what about, uh, Bella Lugosi. What about Christopher Lee? No. No, no I, he did some of the best vampire movies. No, Those not Christopher movies. Lee, not Wesley <clears throat> Snipes, not <laughs> Eddie Murphy not did a vampire in Brooklyn. No. And you know, I think what it is with men, Timmy, hmm. is we're just attracted to anything that needs to suck on something all the time. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Colonel, where can people find us? Well, right, and in, in, I mentioned we're going to be uh, presenting at the Country Music Awards. We are not. Um, we are going to be one of the main speakers at uh, PodCon. We are not. We are Con. not. Okay. Uh, well, if we're not going to be there, you can find us on iTunes. <laughs> iTunes, that's true. iTunes, look up History Dweebs, leave us a review, a rating, even if it's a bad one, if it's a bad one. Um you, you uh, keep an eye. You, you just keep an eye over me. your shoulder. Yeah, look over your shoulder because uh, Johnny Footstool left a bad one and he didn't. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on and and if you really like history and you don't like to drivel the devil putting out here all the time, um, you want some true facts. Look true on facts. our, our Facebook true page. Facts. That's crazy. Look on our Facebook page because Timmy does a good job of keeping that updated Thank while you, he is not chatting with uh, whores. Women, whores. Yeah, <laughs> potential prostitutes from across the world um, on his phone. But he does do a good job of keeping that up and some very interesting things pop up on there. Um, let's see, where else can you find us? You can find us if you if you come to Cincinnati, you can find us. And we don't um, want people to do that. Come to Cincinnati, um, find us. You can come in, sit in, and... Um, if you send us an email, <clears throat> historydweebs at gmail.com, we will give you a shout-out next time on the next podcast. How's that? Yeah, historydweebs at gmail.com. And we're about due for another segment of Ask the Colonel. So if, you, have, if you need life coaching we're advice not. from the Colonel, not about um, to you happen. can send your, send okay. your email in. Okay. Put okay. it on okay. Facebook. So thank you, everyone, for joining thank us. Thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving, folks. Sing a Thanksgiving song for us, Brandy. No. All right. We'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, fans. Good day. Good day, people. (laughs) 
Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com